Our gospel reading for today is from Matthew, chapter 15, verse 10 through 28. Then he called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. Then he said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting at us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter, was healed instantly. May the Lord add understanding to our hearing of the word. Let us pray. God, whose love is not limited by our divisions and distinctions, hear this prayer. Let my words be spoken and heard in ways which are pleasing to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is our third and final Sunday in our little sermon series looking at the disciples falling short in Matthew chapters 14 and 15. And also recognizing the ways we are susceptible to the very same behaviors. I don't want to belabor what has come before because I've actually tried to keep these sermons a little short, at least for me. So they could be listened to together if you'd like. They will all be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify along with our weekly contemplative prayer services if you'd like to listen to them together. But 
as a quick reminder, two weeks ago, we looked at Jesus feeding the multitude and the ways the disciples missed the connection that they had with all those people who also sought to follow Jesus. The disciples told Jesus to send them away when Jesus wanted to invite them all to dinner with them. Last week, we read Jesus walking on the water and saw the way the disciples' lack of trust had them panicking when wind and waves were knocking them around. Although they calmed down when Jesus came, Peter immediately tried to emulate what Jesus was doing, realized he was not as strong in trust and faith as he wanted to imagine, and found himself panicking again. There are innumerable moments in my own life I have shown a lack of understanding how I am connected with the rest of God's children, or shown lack of trust in what God was doing. Again, these stories of the disciples are here to give us pause, not to make us feel like we've got things figured out. Now, today we have an interesting reading. In fact, there are many who might say that it is less the disciples who learn something and more Jesus. That makes some sense at a first reading. Jesus seemed to be the one saying he was not there for a Canaanite woman until she pushed back. Jesus appeared to be willing to leave her without the assistance she so needed. But that doesn't seem to make sense coming from Christ who was sent for the whole world. What is happening? Well, I think that's something really important to consider. Unfortunately, what we see Jesus doing here is precisely what so many people who call ourselves Christians do. We build up limits. We say things like, yes, Jesus was all about charity, but that's for people who are Christians. We are obligated to provide for our community, but we aren't obligated to provide for people who are from a different faith or no faith or people who don't believe what we believe. With a desire to limit one's own charity and reinforce the divisions this world creates, people use verses from the epistles and elsewhere in the Bible to draw those limits on who we are supposed to care for, which of God's children deserve our empathy and our support. But I believe that Jesus is contending with just such false thinking in this story here. So we just had Jesus talking about the importance of words and thoughts and actions. He was again verbally sparring, kind of indirectly, with the Pharisees around these purity codes. What Jesus said was, it isn't adherence to a religion's purity code that could be a problem. Uh, it was the way we treat others that is a problem. Murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander are all ways of mistreating God's children. 
Instead of treating them like beloved people who reveal the image of God, these behaviors and other behaviors treat human beings like an obstacle to be overcome or a means to an end, something to be circumvented or something to just be used. That is not how a person of faith should treat anyone, whether that person follows the same religion rules as I do or not. So, in our reading, Jesus literally just got done saying all this when we encounter this woman. As a Canaanite woman, as someone identified by Jesus himself as someone not from the lost sheep of Israel, I think it is safe to assume that this woman wasn't probably going to be ritually pure as far as the Pharisees' standards were concerned. She was not in lockstep with the faith traditions Jesus and his disciples claimed and were raised with. Yet here she is, shouting at them. And Jesus is silent. Waiting, perhaps? Waiting to see how his disciples, who have just been getting a crash course on all of this stuff, would respond to the woman? So what do the disciples do when this woman comes up pleading for help? They tell Jesus to send her away. We're right back where we started a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago in our reading, the disciples told Jesus to send the multitude of people away. And now here they are again. Have they learned nothing? Or did they learn one lesson but assume that because this woman was a Canaanite, it didn't apply here? What's happening? Or maybe they were right. Jesus doesn't exactly respond any differently. Although he didn't specifically say, go away, he certainly made it clear she wasn't welcome and wouldn't receive the help she was pleading for. Nevertheless, she persisted. And in doing so, we see this incredible back and forth between Jesus and this woman who knew he was the only hope for her daughter. So did Jesus need to learn a lesson about God's love being for all? Or was this a test of the woman's faith to see if she deserved this help? Well, I personally would say no on both counts. Jesus didn't need a lesson in God's love for all of God's children. And deserve is a slippery notion for Christians to consider. Besides, Christ has healed others who never even bothered to thank him. No, I think this was Jesus giving the disciples a firsthand look at how they sounded. I think this was Jesus reinforcing the lesson he had just taught them about the things that come out of a person's mouth, defiling them, about how mistreating God's children, that's what is harmful and wrong, regardless of their background, regardless of the religious rituals they participate in or which they don't. I had said that what the disciples missed these weeks was empathy, trust, and connection. This week, I would put empathy at the top of the list, though. Again, I think they reveal a lack of all three. 
here is this desperate woman. And their response is to send her away. Not to imagine how they would feel in that position. Not to recognize their connection to this fellow child of God, regardless of the way the world might divide them up. Not even to marvel at her trust when they showed so little in the boat when they were amongst the waves. No, the disciples' impulse was to fill the silence Jesus left by trying to get rid of her. I wonder what they thought when they heard Jesus' initial replies. Did they think, finally, Jesus is listening to us. We don't have time for this, especially for her. Or maybe, with everything they'd seen, were they taken back? Did they think, whoa, that's a little harsh. I've never heard him compare someone to a dog before. Maybe we can't help her, but I don't think we have to treat her like that. And so we close out this little mini summer sermon series with perhaps this biggest lesson of them all. How difficult it is for us to learn our lessons. I'm not sure any of this would have sunk in if Jesus hadn't put on display just what the disciples had been acting and sounding like so they could see it for themselves. I'm not sure they would have recognized their own lack of trust unless they saw this woman go tit for tat with Jesus and reveal what real trust in the God revealed in Christ actually looked like. And likewise, it can be difficult for Christians to recognize how our actions impact others. There are so many ways in which people use faith to exclude, to shame, to belittle, or to just dismiss people entirely. But that's not what it is to follow Christ. To return to the theme for these weeks, empathy Don't just imagine that everyone has the same experience of the world and the institutions that you do. Try to put yourself in their shoes and listen to what they are telling you. Trust when the waves are rocking your boat, when it feels like your words are falling on uncaring ears. Trust in God. Your words and actions will be far better when they come from a place of hope and trust than if you allow them to come from a place of fear and anger. And finally, connection. Recognize we are all God's beloved children and we show our love for God by loving the people that God so loves. The disciples serve as a cautionary tale in how they could be so close to Christ on earth and still miss the point, get so much wrong for so long. However, they are also a source of inspiration. These same disciples who couldn't seem to get out of their own way, who made so many mistakes and did them over and over again, became the apostles who reveal God's love with their presence and who boldly proclaimed Christ resurrected. In the disciples, we find Christ meeting us where we are and the promise that we, even we, can be led to where we want to go, to be citizens of God's reign. I hope 
that these three weeks added something to your worship and to your own reflection on scripture. I pray that you would see yourself in these readings in ways to improve, yes, but mostly in ways that you are loved and accepted. I pray you would know that God's love transcends any limits human beings have ever imagined. I pray you know that all so completely you testify that truth without even trying. May God bless you and lead you, I pray. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.